Greetings, Amigops, and Top Teners everywhere. Welcome back to another episode of Top 10 with Kyle and Mike. I am your co-host, Kyle. Opposite me today, as he is every week, is your lovely co-host, Michael, who is having his feet massaged and his brand new foot massager. Also opposite me today, and a very special, groundbreaking Top 10 first, we have former friend, well, current friend of the pod and former guest, good friend, Quinn. Quinn is here with a list. I do not know what the list is. I just know that it's a top 10 list. He will give that list to us. We will vigorously debate. And by the end of this, hopefully compact episode, we'll have arrived at a definitive top 10. What are we talking about, Quinn? All right. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Really looking forward to getting into this top 10. Um, This is going to be the top 10 gadgets or tools you didn't know you needed um yeah so i'm looking to improve your life in very very small uh really unimportant ways um but the the impetus for this list is uh i was talking with a friend of the pod wife emma and um (laughs) the pod's favorite family that's yes. right. That's right. First family we of like, the pod. Yeah. I love it. Um, and we were talking in the morning when we were brushing our teeth and I just, I said to her, I was like, wow, you know that? Uh, and then it's going to actually make the list. But um, it was like, that's really great. I don't think I could ever go back to not having one. Uh, and so that's what's going to be on this list. I'm going to try and hit things that are could be pretty universally used. I'm not just trying to hit, you know, one faction. Um like, for example, like I've got a GPS watch. I love my GPS watch. I use it for running. But if you're not a runner, it's like, why do you need a GPS watch? So I'm trying to get something that everybody could use mm-hmm. and that maybe you think is like a total luxury item or completely unnecessary before you use it. And then you use it and it's like, oh, this has ruined me. I cannot go back. So that's where I'm going to take this list. Um, and I've tried to leave the super obvious ones on the honorable mentions like, yeah, car really improves your life it's also Mm. a little pricey uh so i'm not going to throw that on there most of these things like you could go to your local store or buy it off amazon and you wouldn't um it wouldn't hurt your wallet too bad so that's that's what i've been trying to go with i can think of an implement that you and wife emma use all the time that i I wonder if it made the i can think of the exact same implement i uh I bet it makes the list. So. All right. <laughs> we'll confirm later. This is not sponsored. <laughs> That's the thing. So yeah, you guys, if you do get some sponsorship, you should reach out to these companies. Uh, okay. They've got some They've got some free press coming. <laughs> we can work with this. Um, Quinn, just a quick thing. I think Kyle had mentioned in his intro and then not really explained uh, that this is a first for the pod. This is groundbreaking. Yes. Yes. Um, it's probably groundbreaking because it's the first time you turned down a host list and it was going to be the top 10 criticisms I've ever given you guys. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. This is the first three-part pod where we're in three different cities recording. Yep. Um, yeah. Opening up new horizons, just really getting you guys a little bit closer to getting Jerry Seinfeld on. Um, but 
looking forward to being the guinea pig. You joke, but seriously, this is actually a really important service you're doing for the pod because as Kyle and I have said many times, we want anybody to come on this podcast and, you know, realistically, our geography will limit us at some point. You know, maybe that's 30 years down the road when, you know, we're invited to the Grammys. But at some point between now and then, we're going to have somebody outside of, you know, Boston and Chicago who we might want to have on. So it's it's good for us to test this and hopefully with some joyous results in between. No, it should be a good proof of concept. And I apologize to everyone who has to download this massive file because it's literally <laughs> three separate audios. Like our podcasts are typically larger than average. And with Today's modern uh, phone technology, I don't think it really inhibits that many people, but hopefully yeah. it's fine. This one's going to be 50% bigger than it's all gonna of those. It's going to be 50% so. larger. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody. Yeah. Okay. Well, with that, you guys ready to get to the list? Let's do it. Let's let it rip. Also, I wait. I actually want to say one more thing. I want to be very clear. Like, There is no person who could have more appropriately brought this list to us i always find that that's a good that's a good sign of a of a pod that we're going to enjoy is that i think ah this is exactly the person i want to be bringing us this list and you're exactly the person i want to be bringing us this list well yes. i appreciate that i appreciate that as uh since i've gotten married and had a kid and become old and washed up uh, <laughs> i've been looking for items that make my life just marginally easier um and these are 10 that have done that. Beautiful. Let's crack. Let's set, what's number 10? All right. So starting off with number 10 uh, is a Bluetooth speaker. Um, mm. I In college, I had like this big speaker set and you just plug in with an aux cord. And I thought, ah, I mean, wireless would be nice, but who needs it? Um, we've got a little, it's, you know, just like a little six inch Bose Bluetooth speaker at the house now, though. And it's like, oh. I can bring this in any room. I could take it to the garage. I could take it out to the front lawn and with our hammock and like just switch, just swing and listen to music. It's like, yeah, I want that. So having that that portable uh, ability to the speaker, so good, so good. Bring it to the beach, bring it to a soccer game, whatever. Bluetooth speaker has been immensely, immensely. Uh, it's a it's been an immense improvement over the wired speaker i like this one so much because i've actually experienced this myself i for the past several years i i've been doing the uh old phone in a cup trick to Uh amplify my sound i'd been doing that for a long time like (laughs) i would have a an empty plastic juice glass on top of my toilet because i like to listen to music or you know podcasts or whatever while i'm in the shower and it just looked really really weird when a stranger would come into my bathroom and just see a plastic juice cup on the top of the toilet and my sister got me it's probably similar to what you're talking about quinn a little portable bose bluetooth speaker for Christmas, I think, a, a, not this past Christmas, but the one before, and it has been wonderful. I love that thing. And the sound's great. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, we got one on our wedding registry, and we got, it's like a same, probably the same kind of thing, but it's waterproof. So what I what I oh, love using it for cool. is I'll actually put it like on the rack in our shower so I can listen to a podcast or music in the shower, mm-hmm. which is clutch. What's also nice is like, these things get loud. So, like, if you have people over, mm-hmm. you can fill a room with it. 
which you could do that with a wired speaker too. But what I like, like it's nice to not have to wear headphones while you're doing something like cooking. Yeah. So like putting this like near the stove, it's quiet enough that you're not bothering someone else, but it's much better than having headphones in. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. This has made a big, a big difference in uh, the enjoyment of our, of our new home. It's also great when you're folding laundry because a lot of times you'll like yes. catch the headphones oh, as you're that like, is playing incredible. something and just rips it out of your ears. Yeah. We're old. We're old, man. But yes, I totally agree. Nothing makes me angrier than the incidental headphone rip out. Yeah. Uh, it's just like Burn. irrational anger. So this has solved that for household chores. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, okay. So that's number 10. Number nine, uh, this is something that I have gotten... Uh, on my company car, it is heated and cooled seats. The ass blaster. The cooled is the key here. The cooled yeah. for someone like Mike or myself is really yes. the key. <laughs> you guys are two of the swassier individuals yeah, I know. Yeah, that's Hairy, right. kind of meaty people. <laughs> so when when you're one of us, it's, yeah. uh, the cooled is really the one that you need. Um mm-hmm. Because I think with heated, you know, I could just throw a blanket down on the seat. That's fine. Uh, But with the cooled on that hot summer's day, there's nothing nicer than getting a little bit of a little wind there. Mm -hmm. And it's on both the back and the butt, which is great. So sometimes I'll leave work in the summer and just take my shirt off and just like have the (laughs) have the air blowing. It's oh, awesome. that is majestic, could, Emma! Fucking I Indiana. have a pl- I have a plea for you, Emma. Could you please get us a photo or video of this? Uh, I'm just driving down Ninth Street, Ninth oh. Street in downtown Louisville. Uh, it's I highly recommend it. Mike, I think that's it. what that that road was built for. <laughs> I think. Uh. Yeah, you're not the only person driving a car shirtless on Ninth yeah. Street in the summer. I feel like. Oh, that's Probably great. Not. Probably not. Quinn, does so, your does your vehicle have so my mom's car has this and it was a revelation because I've had the ass blasting technology is not super new, but what my mom's car has actually is a heated steering wheel and I think that's actually even better than the the butt the butt yeah. warmer. Yeah, the heated steering wheel is really awesome and it's like I could just wear gloves, but the heated steering wheel is really nice. I do prefer that than to to the butt warmer. Um yeah, that, that one's really nice as well. I've gotten very spoiled because I did not purchase this car and I'm just allowed to drive it while <laughs> yeah. I work for my current company. And so it's much nicer than I would have purchased myself. Keep working for that current company, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, <laughs> that's number nine. That's that a great a, pick. That is a luxury. That is a very yeah. nice, a nice thing to have. That is a luxury. That's probably the most bougie thing on here. Uh yeah. The rest of them are a little bit more attainable. Yeah, but it's a good, but it's also, it's a good aspiration. Like, if you're going to think about things you aspire to, there's a lot of people I know who watch that show Billions and, you know, draw wood about the idea of, like, this 70-foot yacht. I think, I think there's some, like, there's some more attainable simple pleasures in life, like a warm hand and behind that yeah. we all can really relate to. So this, see, I think it can seem bougie because it's it's sort of packaged with the idea of like, you know, this is my Porsche with this heated steering wheel. Yeah, but it's also just the idea of like nice well, warm hands right. and a it's warm like, butt. Or it could I have be a, it in a Chevy. 
Right. That's what yeah. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like I think I think that the the dream here that you're talking about is not a status driven dream of like what car you drive. It's I want the actual pleasure of the warm hand and butt. It's like and cool, cool peaches. Butt. Yeah. That's what Cam always says. He says uh, a couple things you should you should splurge on. The three things are the interior of your car, your shoes, and your mattress because. You're probably spending ninety five percent of your time in one of those three things. I so like I think, that. I think Cameron would be. Uh, he's also a designs interiors of cars, so he's doing a little bit of selling. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think Cameron would be in full support of, of going a little extra for the the butt the butt temperature modulation. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if I could actually like set the temperature well it doesn't matter i would just put it as cold as possible anyway so my dad's car you could it had sort of like a dial it had a dial where you could take change the air from cold to hot because it wasn't a traditional heated seat his wasn't at least in that it wasn't just like the the warm yeah whatever whatever the like you know warming coils or whatever they usually use are it -hmm. actually was pumping out air through the perforations in the leather Ooh. Um, so that yeah for cold and warm so that was a little different so you could dial it up or down like most people i am very binary and would either go the coldest or the hottest so i'm just a monkey but it, pre- it presented the option of something more moderate <laughs> that's good yeah all right well <laughs> enough about uh bun temperature mm-hmm. uh never uh, enough but we should move on yeah yeah that's fair all right moving on to number eight on the list uh number eight is a tool and it is probably the most used power tool i have and it's something that everyone should have and it's an impact driver mm-hmm. uh, so for those of you that are messing around with just a standard drill um you know that like kind of long the longer one's probably about six inches long and powered that's well and good for drilling but when you put the screw attachment on there and go to screw something in you're wasting your time. Get the compact impact driver. It's about half the, the length. It's like a third of the weight, and it's way more powerful. If you're drilling a screw into wood, use the impact driver. And it works by having like a hammer action as well as the spinning action. So it gives you that little bit of extra oomph without any extra muscle behind it. Amen. I think what you said about the weight is very important too because yes. this is something that I think a lot of people lose sight of when they're um, – when they're buying tools, and it, really this goes for a lot of purchases, but tools specifically, they forget how they're actually going to be using this thing. They think about ideal conditions, which is great. And yep. yes, in the ideal condition where you have a clean something to support your arm, you have a good angle, blah, 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 blah. That really big, long drill attachment is great but in a situation where you're you know on your tiptoes and you're leaning around a corner and you don't have much leverage you need something that is maneuverable and a little bit smaller so i think that's a feature of the impact driver that's very nice yeah it, like when you're using one arm to hold a cabinet up yeah and you have the yeah, other you're one. not exactly <laughs> you know and then another pro tip make sure you get the magnetic ends on it yeah so that the yes. screw sticks to it that's really mm-hmm. important too because um, otherwise you're just dropping it and then it, yeah. it, it's a mess. Shouting curse words, then dropping the drill on your foot. It's a whole thing. It, it's the whole bit. Ugh, yeah. We've rehearsed it before. Mm-hmm. 
I will say, uh, I don't know if I've mentioned this on the pod. I know you guys know I did this, but for Christmas, Caroline got us um, a class, a woodworking class, and we built an Adirondack chair. And it was very interesting seeing an actual craftsman at work and seeing like what things he thinks are important and what things you know he thinks are less important. And it was very funny. His tool use was very precise because he was clamping everything. Like his most useful implement was the clamp. And because he was clamping everything down, it allowed him to use his tools the way that they're meant to be used rather than sort of this jimmied way we're talking about. Mm. Um, so it's funny, like it's it's lab conditions because he's in his workshop. Mm-hmm. But I think the moment he goes outside his workshop and he doesn't have a good workbench and all of these clamps and blah, 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 blah. He wants the simplest, most portable, most multi-useful tool he can find. Well, I think that's the impact driver. Yeah, and I'm word. saying that it's good for it's good for a lot of things. It's not just for building Adirondack chairs or anything yeah. like that. It's like if you're hanging a picture, if totally. you're making small repairs around the you know, house, it's like I was just gonna say, like a use doesn't I don't have an impact driver and a use doesn't pop into my head like damn I could really use one. But I bet you that if I got an impact driver, I would all of a sudden find ways to use it right you know what they say when you've got a hammer everything looks like a nail that's right nice reference thank you that's that's the thing is like if you have one you'd use it anytime you use a screwdriver or anytime you use a drill it's just does those things better Mm, yeah it is also fascinating uh the power tool dilemma which is i think that your average home improvement hack probably overuses power tools incorrectly i think really what we should be doing is either using the power tools more sparingly or learning to use them to go back to the previous conversation about the air vents uh on a slightly more controlled setting and sort of being a little calmer about it because like a real pro doesn't turn the torque up to the top rating every time a real pro might use this in place of a screwdriver but on a low setting calmly without stripping every screw in sight and i'm pretty sure i've stripped every screw i've ever driven yeah probably <laughs> me too but but I, I this is why i'm not a real pro <laughs> something to aspire to yeah exactly all right well i think uh i think that brings us to a certain segment um and uh just to go along with this third audio, I, we also brought on our intern, Angelo, who's going to be editing these podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Angelo, would you uh, would you tell Kevin to, uh, to cue that Not Top music, please? Hey, play that Not Top music. Thanks, Angelo and Kevin. You guys are the best. All right. So on the not top, I was trying to think of things that were that I either have or have seen and have thought, oh, that would be awesome. That would improve my life so much. I yeah. must have it. Mm-hmm. And then I get it, and it's like, oh, <laughs> this sucks. Mm-hmm. This is like, uh, wait, what the hell was that shit called on? Um, was it Flome? What was that stuff yeah. that they always advertised on Nickelodeon? I gotta have this, mom. I gotta have Flome. I gotta give you some phloem, some sock em boppers. Like, damn, this phloem is not much fun. <laughs> it sure is messy. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, what do you got, Quinn? 
All right. So the first one um, may or may not exist, but it's the cornballer from. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's the best. All right. This is the end of the episode. Now Thanks, everybody. <laughs> the cornballer burning the fingerprints off everybody. <laughs> That's a great pick. <laughs> and then uh, the the two actual ones the first one is one that we registered for for our wedding uh is a it's a mortar and pestle mm. <laughs> that feels like something you would want oh yeah it's like oh, i'm gonna make pesto in here we'll crush some pine nuts and like get every, like get the basil crush it's like i muddled mint i'm gonna muddle so there. much mint yeah. yep <laughs> and it's like the the one that really put it over the edge for me is we bought this like bag of flaxseed to throw in stuff and, and it was unground <laughs> oh and no so apparently you have to grind it up so we pour it and we're like oh we can yes. use a mortar and pestle for this so we got it in there and after like 30 minutes it was still like 50 mm, percent unground it's like all right get it in the food processor yeah forget it we're done with this and even better we're just going to buy ground flaxseed next time so it's a uh, it's one of those it's like oh this is a really great idea and then it's like well you know um no, there's a reason there's electric. You know what looks dope now. on a counter yeah. though? Is a mortar and pestle. Yes. Like if I roll into your house and you've got it like it's decorative, but like it's within arm's reach, like you might use it. I'm like, damn, this guy knows what he's doing. I'm kind of picturing instead of getting the mortar and pestle, I don't know why, but I'm picturing you and Emma purchasing a goat. <laughs> And then putting <laughs> putting a yoke on the goat and having it like walk in a circle around the house and turning some sort of stone mill that's just grinding these flags. I have no idea why this image just popped into my head, but that's what I think you guys should do. <laughs> it seems more I fun. Think- and also Theo would love yeah. the goat. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I think uh, we actually went to some goat races in, in Louisville a couple weekends ago. Wait, wait, wait. I wait, said wait, wait, goat wait. races. So What? You, I yeah, did. I, that's what so, I thought you said. All right. Quick aside <laughs> to Louisville history. There's um, two alleys downtown. One's called Billy Goat Strut, and the other's called Nanny Goat Strut. Oh, my and God. it was... During the Kentucky Derby, when all the rich folks would go to the Derby, the poor people would set up goat races down Billy Goat and Nanny Goat Strut Almost as good. Just to run at the same time as the Derby. That is so incredible. Now, yeah, so the neighborhood that those alleys are in now sets up a uh, Billy Goat Racing Festival, and they'll have a bunch of you know food trucks and, and beer and all that sort of stuff. But it was, uh, it was a pretty good time. I think if I ever suggested it um, to Emma, we would have a goat. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I'm the limiting factor in that one. I don't think we're going to get a goat. But if yeah. we did, we're setting up a, a, a Maza uh, processing stone for sure. Yeah, good. Some tortillas with. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You're I welcome. expect an invite. Yeah, like okay, absolutely. Attendance. Yeah, we'll have a we'll have a, a stone christening or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm down. Okay, and then the last not top is uh, a sunroof in a car. It's like, yeah, this is cool, but like, I don't ever use it. You know, it's like it's that's just a great. I completely pick. disagree. It's just, yeah, you know, it's fine. Oh, oh I really like I had this. the sunroof in the old, uh, the old tortoise that I drove through my high school years and uh, through a portion of my college years, and uh, it's it has nothing to do with like the the. The added gains in terms of like sunlight in your car or even um, like additional breeze, like that's not what it's for. 
it's 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 more about light like just having the it open like kind of brightens up the inside of your car a little bit and it just put and it just puts you in a damn good mood it's like um i remember when i took health in high school he uh my my uh my teacher would always stress the the multifaceted uh layers of 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 health and how there's physical and mental health and how going to the gym might not necessarily you know make you the strongest guy in the world after one trip but it can have immediate effects on your on your mental health and your uh, emotional health and i think the sunroof is like that it's not going to boost your coolness really in terms of like your actual temperature but it just makes it just makes you feel good when the sunroof is open because it's warm enough to do so it's like putting the top down on a convertible in a way okay well Maybe I'll have to try the sunroof a little bit more often. But I think the next time I buy a car and they're like, hey, you can only choose one, heated seats and cooled seats or a sunroof, well, I'm hey, taking the that's seats. No, there's no question about that. And it's also good to point out that I didn't buy this car that had a sunroof in it. I inherited it, and it had a sunroof. So, like, that's the perfect way to run into a sunroof. Ah, okay. All right. All right. But I see your I can point. Get behind it. It definitely, like, yeah, I, 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 I'm... I'm somewhat on board with that i can get i see where you're coming from i'm not saying it's bad i am saying yeah. it's overrated i think yeah. a lot of a lot of people are like oh you gotta have eh. sunroof it's like you don't gotta yeah uh, i want to add one in the spirit of the corn baller uh <laughs> yes. kyle i think you'd agree the cheese, cheese machine, machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think cheese machine probably deserves a spot. Show me the cheese machine, something. you cheese machine. I would, I would throw one more <laughs> kitchen implement on here. Um, I made a yeah. big stink about this being on our registry, and I've used it one time since our our nuptials. <laughs> um, we have only used our toaster oven one time, and it takes up so much space. Uh. I just think I could get by without it. Um, you know what I mean, like. All the things that a toaster oven can do, I can do in a toaster or an oven, right? Or a microwave. Well, I mean, it's like you've got- this is funny because this conversation just came up, and I was st- I was on the pro toaster oven uh, group because I we never had a toaster oven yeah. growing up, mm. so it was very unfamiliar with it. And I'm, I've actually well, we quite used enjoyed it, it all the time at home to toast things like bagels. But then I yeah. realized the only reason we were doing that is because we didn't have a toaster. So then I was like, well, we need one to toast bagels. And Allegis was like, well, I have a toaster. And it turns out it, it toasts the bagels just fine. <laughs> I It's good. Yeah, it it's, it's superior to the microwave in that it, like, it'll crisp stuff up, like leftover pizza or like a burger or something like That's that. That's true. But you can do that in an oven. Like, there's really, there's really no like really strong reason to have a toaster oven. I would say, well, the the one I was going to say is we have one at the office, and it is nice there. Okay, because there's sure. No oven. Good sure. point. But to own in your home. That's but that's the one I'll. No, yeah, I I, I don't want to take up the counter space. Mm, I might have to get rid of mine. I want to just because <laughs> because I don't think this opportunity is going to come up again. I want to just make a quick plug for something my future brother-in-law Seamus told me the other day. Um, he was saying that. He lived in a house with a bunch of guys, and they had a toaster, so a traditional toaster. But they were really lazy, and so instead of putting stuff in the oven, if they wanted to like melt some cheese on something, they would lay the toaster on its side, 
and oh. put the cheese on top so it wouldn't touch the, the top and get all sticky and burnt. And you could actually like make a tuna melt or something in the toaster without so you, putting it in the oven. I thought that was so you really don't really a toaster oven in that case if you're willing to get creative with the no. Toaster. This is like you might even want to yeah. get rid of your oven. <laughs> that's amazing. I love that. So there you go. That's my little plug. Yeah, I thought that was really clever. It is. That's a that's a really good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right, Gwen, yeah. what's number All right. seven? All right, moving on to number seven. Number seven I have is a white noisemaker. And we oh. got this um, for our son, who is yeah. eight months old. And as eight-month-olds do, they wake up a lot. We actually got it when he was uh, about a month old because he was down in his crib, and we were um, making some muffins, and Emma dropped a box of muffin mix and oh. it woke him up. And uh, it b- both soured the taste of those muffins <laughs> for me and led to a to a tired baby the next day. So we got a white noise machine just so it like drowns out any barking dogs or a truck driving by or whatever it might be. Um, and it's really great for sleeping. It also um, has has created a sleep association and that you could see gets tired. Ah. Mm-hmm. which is pretty pretty nice. And um, I think it would work for anyone. One of my good friends from high school actually used one. Um, I think he still uses it, and he's had it from the time he was a kid. So it works for adults too. It's like white noise machine, improves your sleep, especially good if you have a kid. That's a terrific pick. I know that my sister nicole and my brother-in-law steve have been sleeping with one of these for some time just for them Mm -hmm. and their son my nephew sal also loves the white noise um so i learned the five s's which are swaddle swing side suck and shh and the shush with the white noise was like the was always the key i had him one time i was watching him and uh he was crying pretty pretty endlessly and i had the four other s's going but it wasn't until i got the white noise going that he really just kind of zoned out yep which was a huge relief even to just the the relief pitcher like i was i'm not the starting pitcher who's got to keep an eye on the little nugget all the time like you uh i would imagine this is a lifesaver well we're in a little bit of a platoon um Mm -hmm. and, and thankfully Emma will normally take up, you know, the five and a half innings, five mm-hmm. to five and a half innings, and I'll yep. take the three and a half to four. She, uh, she's she got the magic touch. She mm-hmm. is mama. She is. That's right. Yeah. Uh, as a key, she has yeah, the boob. That's true, That too. is a key. My, my question is, yeah. if you condition yourself to sleep with white noise machine, do you find it difficult to sleep without it? Hmm. I don't it, know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I bet, yes. I bet everything is just too quiet. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we're crippling him for future life, but for right now. <laughs> for right now. <laughs> well, the funny the funny thing is this is just another kind of example of how modern life has taken us away from the patterns that really work best for our bodies. Like, white noise is just supposed to be a river rushing behind you or re- leaves rustling. Like... I think Quinn, you will. You were actually telling me you were reading the book that I really enjoyed, *Sapiens*, and it, yeah. there's a there's a little passage dedicated to how the sound of a sleeping dog 
is we are evolutionarily programmed to be comforted by that sound because it means you're sleeping by a fire with an animal that's trained to protect you. And so you hear a dog and you hear it, you know, the sound of its breathing and you feel safe. And it's, I think the white noise is, is definitely programmed the same way. Hmm. I think, I think I just need to get a dog. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I think you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the white noise machine. Kyle, give it a try. Well, I, I mean, I'm accustomed to sleeping with, uh, one thing I like to use my, my, uh, my Amazon hockey puck for is, It'll do that. Like it'll play. I, I like to play like rain noises, yeah. which is kind of the same concept. Some I do that yeah, already. But, like I like that quite a bit. I ha- so yeah. Oh, never mind. Yeah. You've got it. Okay. All right. Well, number six then. Uh, I've got a garbage oh disposal. And oh, yeah. so true. Yeah. So ours was we thought broken. It was uh, like jumping around and making really loud, scary noises, and we were reaching there and couldn't feel anything. <laughs> Turned oh, off. Well, yeah, it was off. Yeah. Uh, and so one weekend, I took it took it down and apart and looked in there, and uh, the like kid medicine droppers, those plastic mm. ones. One of those was just like caught yep. in all the blades and mangled oh, and terrible. And I was like, oh well, that was it. Took it out, ran great. But for the three or four days where it was like, ah, I think this thing's broken. Miserable. I can't use it. I was crippled. I was crippled by it. It's like, I don't want to walk all the way over to the to the trash can for these like little bits of food on this plate before I wash it. This is ridiculous. I'm not doing yeah. it. And then it was like, well, no, I have to do it. So garbage disposal. And I never knew it was such an important thing. I never had one growing up. And then until, uh, what was it? Was it our second place we were living in? I think in our second place one? did. And that, yeah, because it changed, it changed everything. Yeah. Yeah, it totally. That, I feel like that would be because we're still. I mean, you're looking into buying a house. We're jumping around, still renting apartments. But like, I feel like that would be on my short list of like really important things in an apartment. Like that might even. I don't know if I would say that was a deal breaker if everything else was great, but I would give it serious thought. Like, <laughs> a garbage disposal is huge. So I wouldn't make it a deal breaker because you could buy one for 150 mm. bucks and install it with the other parts up to it's like 200 bucks or less and like spend three hours with youtube and some tools and you got it so i wouldn't make it a deal breaker but if it isn't there anywhere i live from now on i'm installing one yeah that's very handy especially for folks like us that do like to do their own cooking if you don't do much cooking it's less it's less valuable yeah yeah it's you don't need it quite as much that's a good pick true but Good okay, pick. that's garbage disposal. Um, number five is a humidifier, and this was the item that was the impetus for this list. Um, as we were coming out of winter, just like that, you wake up and everything's dry, and your throat hurts, and like you have drainage running down your throat, and so you got a sore throat, and your nose is just a desert, and you're just uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have. <laughs> bought a humidifier for each you're such a dad and i know i know really this list has just made me realize that i'm now weak and dependent on many things one of them being a humidifier because i feel alive your neanderthal ancestors be so disappointed in your pansy ass oh my goodness no they're they're ashamed i'm being written out of the will i'm not getting those eight rocks and four (laughs) sheepskin 
This is the episode. This is the episode of New Girl when Nick says he's worried that he's losing himself in his relationship with Jess. He's like, my tolerance for alcohol has gotten dangerously low. The other night, I had two beers and got really tired and didn't want a third. This is <laughs> this is what's happened to you. Uh, that exact thing <laughs> happened to me. <laughs> A, hu- a humidifier so it just makes me uh, think of my grandpa's house yeah, because he had a big old humidifier in his basement which was necessary for sure but it does make me think of the elderly oh understandably <laughs> it was we were just like we were just feeling bad and when we would wake up and it was in in the winter when we were cranking the heat overnight yeah um, and so we were like gosh i guess let's just try it because it was like i don't think i'm sick i go to work and i feel fine and then i you know i come home and i feel okay and then i wake up and i feel like death every morning it's like all right let's just try a humidifier and we got one and it's like oh this extra gallon of of air is really really nice just being or this extra gallon of water being pumped into the air is really really nice so humidifier give it a try do you have a humidifier at your place mike I do not, um, but that has a little bit to do with um, my heating system. So I have the baseboard heat. So it doesn't really dry out the air as much um, as some other forms of heating. I don't know what Quinn has, but I know that my parents, where they have um, a fireplace that they run pretty constantly up in New Hampshire, that dries the shit out of the air. And my dad's always complaining about getting dry. And I know central air, like a, you know, duct can can be a little bit yep. tough but That's for me yeah but for me with the baseboard heat it's it's hmm. not so bad so i don't i don't think i need it what about you we don't i think that might be something we think about investing in though because we have maybe not to the extent where i feel like death every morning but there are definitely symptoms uh, yeah, of death. Of de- yeah exactly so might have to give that some thought so going <laughs> going on to number four um, number four is the backup camera. Ugh. Backup camera on the car is so, so good. And I am actually really nervous. I'm not going to be able to parallel park anymore without yeah. one. You mm-hmm. suburbanite. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So this one is actually even fancier than just a backup camera. I also have cameras on the front and on each of my side mirrors. Damn, so it son. stitches together a photo and gives me like an overhead view of the Oh, car. I've seen those. They're so, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good. I use it pulling into my garage even. I'm already <laughs> <now>. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I mean like pulling in straight to my garage, not backing I love, in. <laughs> this list is just an incredible list of things you can't do. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a list of things I used yeah. to be able to do. Found a product <laughs> that does it for me, and now I'm totally unable to do it. The ass wiper. <laughs> <laughs> TM. Uh, yeah. If only. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But no, for reals uh, though, I I cannot wait yeah. to to buy a car that's not like circa 2000 in origin because the backup camera is so so nice. Even like. Forget parallel parking because it is, you know, obviously super useful for that. Just like backing into any spot or if you pull in front ways, backing out of a spot. It's just safer. It's really very useful. 
One little use of it that I, I like that doesn't get as much play is um, parking depth. So even if you are going yes. forward, I will always then yeah. throw it in reverse just to see if I've parked the proper depth yes. into a spot. Yep. I, I do that as well. And then my least favorite is when you pull up too far and like you get the curb and then you just get that scrape when you back up. Uh, yeah. Helps prevent that. Totally. Shoot short, check your depth, and then mm-hmm. if you're good, mm. leave it. Yep. Hundo P. I like that. That's it. All right. So that's that a great pick. That was pretty self-explanatory. Um, that's the backup camera. Okay. So honorable. Yeah. Mentions. Let's do those. Okay. Uh, I got a few of these. I'll blow through them pretty quick. The first two I have are good pillow and good mattress. I think those are just kind of too obvious to make the list. Everyone yeah. knows that's great. I do highly recommend getting those. Um, I mentioned the GPS watch at the beginning. Really only applies to if you run or bike or do insert. Endurance yeah. sport here. A um, couple of them that pair together, a big cutting board and sharp knives. Um, the big cutting board is yeah. a great call. Like, yeah. big as you can get. Yep. I also felt those were just kind of obvious because they're wonderful. Use them literally every day. Um, and it has improved my cooking yep. experience. Um, charcoal chimney for a grill. Uh, no need for lighter fluid. Don't want your food tasting like it, so get the charcoal chimney. Um, one thing we have is a milk frother, um, for, uh, making at home lattes. Yeah. Um, so Emma actually makes like a homemade caramel Oof. a lot of times and Oof. does, uh, some froth milk with Oof. a little bit of caramel and coffee. Ooh, yeah, son. <laughs> it's really good. But that wow. one's like especially unnecessary, but nice. Um, so we're talking about the little, uh, the handheld one that has little zzz, yeah, right? Yeah. So- yeah, we have one of those, and we have one that's like the steam, like oh, the, like nice. ones. and Damn. that's like the weekend type thing. You know, it takes mm-hmm. a little bit of time for it to warm up. That one, that one's more fun yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, but the other one is just to like pour it in, set it, and forget it for a minute. Um, <laughs> another one that is obvious. And only applies to some of the population, but glasses or contacts, uh, <laughs> you don't know you need them until you, until you use them, and then it's like, oh, I needed them. Um, but again, doesn't apply to everybody. Uh, a rubber mallet is great for like just getting things into place. I had to change uh, a tire recently, and the tire was just stuck on there, so I took my rubber mallet and walloped the thing, came right off. It was great. I would, I, I depending on how things work out, that's one I might consider at like the back end of this list because that is an insanely okay, yeah. useful tool. It really is. I got really tired of using a scrap 2x4 and an actual hammer for things. It's like, all right, I'm going to go spend $7 and use a rubber mallet and stop banging things with a two by four. Yeah. Um, next is, uh, a hairdryer and conditioner. I have this on here. Um, mostly because I'm sure most women already use it and they're like men are dumb. If you don't, uh, I recently started using it at the behest of a barber. I went to, uh, because apparently it makes your hair look thicker. And when, um, mine is disappearing, I'm trying to maximize, <laughs> maximize the thickness. Also, a warm hair dryer in the morning feels nice. Sometimes I just shoot it at my body. So now you're going to take that thing out to dinner. First? Right on my butt. Yeah. Again, <laughs> once again, Quentin's butt is yeah. getting warm. <laughs> it's good for all over. Yep. Uh, and then my last honorable mention is a yeah. foam roller. Uh, Everyone should and, have one of those. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah. At least so a lacrosse ball. Is, yeah. My thought is if you don't uh, do some form of exercise that leaves you sore, like you probably don't need one. But anyone that does definitely No doubt. Should. No doubt. Yeah. Um, so that's all I got for honorables. Um, you guys that's actually another one I might genuinely consider because that's a, that's a great pick. The foam roller? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, let's right, do well, your top three, top and then Mike and I can and add. See where, see where we got. Okay, so number three is I assume what you guys thought was uh, <laughs> going to make this list. It's yeah, the squatty potty. There it is. Yep. Damn For those right. of you who don't know about the squatty potty, um, <laughs> go to YouTube. Squ- <laughs> go to yeah, Amazon go to reviews and go to the Amazon <laughs> reviews <laughs> and read. Yes, that. yes. Oh, I laughed until I cried. Luxurious yeah. boiling. <laughs> yep. So the squatty potty uh, helps you poop because it puts your uh, puborectalis <laughs> muscle in a relaxed position. <laughs> that's a thing. Hey, everybody, listeners, that's a thing. That's an actual muscle, according yep. to um, the Amazon. squatty potty video. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. You know, you sometimes you're pooping on a regular toilet and you think you're done, but really there's a lot more hiding up in there, and the squatty mm-hmm. potty just lets you get rid of it. So, squat pot. I, I think just to to enjoy like how great the squatty potty is, it's really important to actually know what it is because this was something that went over my head from those great advertisements. It's it's really just like a little step stool kind of setup that you put in front of the toilet. And so it puts your feet up to relax your small intestine uh, into, or, you know, your digestive tract, I suppose, into a more natural yep. position, how you would actually squat pooping in, say, the rainforest. Yep. And so for the user, really, the only effect is you're just sitting on the toilet like usual, but your feet are up a little bit more. And my, my, like, it really changes the experience. It, it really just does. Everything feels different. It feel, it's, it's like, you know, it's like if you're a righty and you throw lefty, it feels uncomfortable at yep. first. But, you know, slowly you're like, okay, I kind of get it's what this is all about. It's primal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So imagine if you were a righty and then you throw lefty and you're like, ah, this doesn't quite feel right. But when you're a righty, you throw 70 and you throw 99 lefty. Yeah, you realize that you were meant to be a lefty all along. Yeah, to be, to be, like, to be clear, yes. This is how it's supposed to happen and my performance is way better, but it does it, feel weird. It takes a little yeah. bit of mental getting used to because you're like if your pants yeah. and underwear are around your ankles, they're also like at least a, you know, at least a couple inches closer to your it's just like a very like weird position to find yourself in. <laughs> the first time you do it, yeah. The first time I did it was at your apartment, and uh, I was really excited. Yeah. I was like, I was like I, I'm not gonna shit because on the way there, I was like, because I know Quinn's got that squat. <laughs> I want to use it. <laughs> I ate some yeah. Taco Bell. You I wanted mean, to write really- a testimonial of your own. It, it takes some getting used to, though. You're right. Like, I, it was hard for me to like get in the correct position yeah. the first few times I used it. I ended up having to actually get totally naked from the waist down because like, <laughs> I was just limited by pants and underwear. Oh, that's such a great <laughs> image. <laughs> so you, <laughs> it was especially primal. <laughs> I've since gotten it to where you just started howling. Like, well, most of the way there, he takes his shirt off like he's driving his car. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. Just grab some banana leaves. <laughs> Definitely. So that's it. Try to the find a friend. Potty. If you're not going to invest in a squatty potty yourself, find a friend like I have with Quinn that'll let you use theirs because it's a fun experience. 
Yeah, well, you word. Could, I mean, shortcut, just get like a stack of books that's seven to nine <laughs> inches high and throw that at Good point. It's, your toilet. It's so, not like there super... You it's not a huge. It's not a huge no, technological leap. Yeah. You could use. You could use yep. anything. No one yeah. has like seen a squatty potty and been like, "Wow, this is the future." It's like, no, this is like a thousand <laughs> exactly. years ago. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you could use. Yeah. You could use anything, but that's Cats. a squatty potty. Probably. Yep. Okay. All right. Number two, uh, I have polarized oh, sunglasses. Man. They are so nice, whether you're driving, whether you're at a ball game, whatever you're doing, it doesn't even feel like you have sunglasses on, except your eyes have stopped hurting. Um, everything's clear. You can see everything great. I would say the one downside to them is like screens are kind of funky with it. Um, so if you're trying to look at a phone, it's a little off. But uh, polarized sunglasses, it's no glare, and your eyes feel good. It's awesome. I should get a pair, shouldn't I? I have very weak. I have very weak eyes. Like my my eyes are light colored and they're very sensitive. Yeah, you should get polarized if you're, sunglasses. If you're okay. just trying to buy them off the rack or something, which you can do, a, t- a trick to 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 test the authenticity of the polarized lens is grab two pairs and hold one perpendicular to the first. And if they're actually polarized, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be able to. No light should come between them because of the way the gradation works. So oh, it, it, wow. it's the equivalent That's of like cool. you can't see my fingers if you're listening, but like my fingers are parallel, yeah. and then if you turn one, you know you can't see through them, and that's how polarized sunglasses work. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to buy them off the rack, wow, that's really yep. cool. Good tip. But some might call that yep. a pro tip. Thank you, Miss Spencer. That's uh, <laughs> high school uh, high school physics. But anyways, there's nothing worse than having, like, and I know this because I own exclusively shit sunglasses. Like, after a while, they just give you a headache. Like, they don't do the job quite right. So it's probably wor- It just changes the tint of what yeah. you're seeing. Yeah, I, I probably need to just to just invest already in a, in a nice pair of polarized shades. I was always super against them, and I got them as a gift. And now it's like... I would lose the cheapos just all the time or break them or whatever because I just wouldn't take care of them. And these, it's like I'm a lot more yeah. careful about it. Yeah. So I think it's more worthwhile mm. um, just because they're going to last right. longer. I say that, yeah, knock on wood, I say that, and I'm going to be out on a boat this summer and I'm going to fly off yeah. my head and be gone. But thus Crokies, far, baby. I've heard yeah. that's what the kids do. All right. <laughs> it's true. I would fully... Uh, fully be dealing in that scenario hey at one time that actually had a practical use they were meant <laughs> to keep your glasses on i think that is the idea that's true but anyway polarized that sunglasses. is a good one that's a good one all good right pick and then my uh number one top 10 gadget you didn't know you needed is a meat thermometer it's certainly quinn's list i use I know. Yep. <laughs> I use a meat thermometer because I'm not a knuckle dragging Neanderthal. Yep. Uh, and I have a tool that can tell me exactly how warm the interior of this potentially parasite uh, <laughs> holding thing is. And it won't lead me to either serving raw steak, which Kyle has been a victim of, or mm-hmm. a, a, a pleasant recipient of, depending on your tastes, mm-hmm. um, or just like totally burnt overcooked meat um and so for is either christmas or my birthday this year but emma got me one where they have um 
the the lead like the the thermometer probe has like a four foot long cord so you just put it in the meat you leave it in the meat and then it you set it up to the the thermometer device and it sets an alarm off at whatever temperature you put in there so like if i'm cooking chicken and i need it to be 160 i'll put it at 150 because i know i'm going to be resting it for a little bit and it'll just set off the alarm and i'll know okay time to take it off the heat so you can just kind of set it and forget it it's awesome um and uh that way you know exactly what it's at you know your meat's going to be juicy and delicious and it's uh not going to be totally raw and kill your family well that's what i was going to say is you are now a man of responsibility you have a wife and child who are depending upon you both not to die yourself and not to kill them right um so that's big but i but i will say just with the specifics of your case it seems like you not only have a meat thermometer but a very practical and handy thermometer so i'm big i think that the the long lead and the the alarm feature that's that's awesome i i've encountered ones where you have kind of the longer lead to keep you safe when you're Mm -hmm. poking into the oven but one that's like actually long enough to leave exposed the whole time and also to have an alarm that's fantastic i highly recommend it i think she got it off of amazon and it's like it's got the four foot long like braided metal cord yeah Uh, we also have just like your standard like instant read one where you just poke it in and it tells Mm -hmm. you and that's good for like stovetop type stuff but if you're in the oven where you're not going to be checking it very often or on the grill having a long lead is really nice so that's uh that's what i've got because i used to be too proud proud and think oh i can tell by touch and it's like no you can't yeah yeah you're not a chef uh, well, that that lines up really nicely, actually, with a couple of ones I was thinking of. Do you want to roll into what you were thinking, Mike? Yeah, why don't you go first? I'm I'm formulating so a couple thoughts. So this past weekend, I spent some time with uh, my brother Cam, and he would not stop raving about this new implement that he uses all the time. Are you guys familiar? He says he'll never go back, so it's perfect for this list. Are you guys familiar with the Suvade? So Cam has one, and he says he cooks, like, eight steaks a week now with it. And uh, apparently it's just a very easy way to get your steak uniformly cooked. Basically how it works is you just kind of, like, cook it in hot water, and the sous vide circulates the water in such a way as to evenly cook your steak. You don't really have to worry about a, a meat thermometer in this case. But Cam was, like, I've never seen him rave about a product like he was talking about his sous vide. I've not used one, but... There's a lot of restaurants will cook their steaks that way because if they'll they'll leave they'll have like their their rare one and their medium rare one and their medium one and they're all set to these certain temperatures and they'll leave it just a little short of those temps because they're going to give it a good sear yeah. right at the end but it cooks the middle well it cooks it all throughout to that exact temperature and then um, they can get the good char on the outside just in that's what Cam says he does he'll pop it out of there and then he'll char it up for a few, yeah exactly. And you can't overcook it, yeah. so they just right. leave those all day and then throw six sticks of butter and then char them yep. up, like you said. <laughs> That's kind of the secret of restaurant steak, why it's so much better than your steak at home. It's the it's butter. The six sticks of butter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of other kitchen ones. So, Lisa and I got these, it seems so simple, these, like, fucking incredible bowls. They're just, like, big, hard like plastic serving bowls and they come in a number of shapes and like just having a wide range of good bowls to serve and chop and like mix stuff in really makes a big difference 
As weird as that I like sounds, that. Prep, prep bowls are awesome. No, it's I'm, our favorite I, thing I that we registered for. Is this stack of like seven bowls? Isn't that just weird? Um, like this is a Christmas gift I received. A really good thermos is clutch. Like it really, it really. I just wrote that down. I'm pretty just serious about it because it. it dramatically improved my commute. Getting like a good thermos, and it works both ways. It I keeps my about that. my beverages hot in the winter, um, and it keeps my stuff really fucking cold in the summer. Having a good thermos has has dramatically changed the way that I go about my day. So I would be totally and especially as thermos technology has advanced because like you said you now have that option of the hot and the cold which is kind of new i also think that the ergonomic design of some of these has improved where it's much more comfortable to hold and to drink so i would be i actually would very seriously stump for that because not only is it just like convenient in its conception it's actually become better in its execution and there are so many ways you can do it not right like there are so many thermoses that are not of high quality right so Mm -hmm. um two more from the kitchen this one is depending on how you cook you might not need it but i got a spatter screen and it's really nice for just leaving stuff on the stove and you put a spatter screen over it just prevents a lot of the mess and Mm -hmm. lets you cook things at the right temperature that's more of like a kind of just you should have one of those um i don't know if this qualifies but Having a crock pot is the best fucking thing in the world. Like, oh, love a crock pot. I think it's. I don't think it necessarily qualifies the, for the list because just a lot of have one, have it or know it. But it's just I, it's awesome. Like I'll love never not own a crock pot ever again. Like I remember, I, I first crock pot I owned broke, and I ordered a new one that same day. Like I just knew I couldn't live without it. Yep. Um. Last yep. one I had was. And this is, again, nowadays it's pretty much standard issue, but the smart TV is such is so great because, like, we don't have cable, and I don't want to hook something up to this TV we have in our bedroom. Like, I on our TV in the living room, I have my PlayStation hooked up. We can watch Netflix, whatever, through that. But having a TV that just has, like, Netflix and other streaming platforms on it is really amazing. Like, it makes you wonder, well, we didn't have streaming the way we do now, back when we didn't have smart tvs but now that i've had one i can't imagine not having a tv that just has those kind of you know out of the box it's clutch word yep i've got the roku tv and it's awesome just having it just being able to go to the home screen and you've got your inputs and you've got netflix hbo and all of that so that's that's all i had what about you mike uh, I get a couple. Um, one is a good length of PVC pipe for stretching. Uh, I've taken really liking that for warming up, like doing pass-throughs over my shoulders and doing little around-the-world stretches, just kind of what like a baseball pitcher might do to warm his shoulders up. Uh, I've come to really like that because, like most people, I have very poor upper back and shoulder mobility. That's a really good one, and sort of in the vein of the mm. foam roller. Um mm-hmm. One thing that I've in, invested isn't the right work is like 10 bucks, but something I've paid more attention to is good hangers. Ah. Uh, so having good hangers is good for helping keep the shape of your shirts and your pants. But I've also found that the um, hangers with the articulating hook is really helpful because it allows oh, you yeah. to orient your clothes in different ways, which can be really good, especially if they're moving from like, you know, different closets 
So that's, I actually really <laughs> like a good hanger. So I'm big on that. Another one in sort of the low key, it's nice, is a good straw. So on this like to-go cup conversation, dumpy reusable uh, or dumpy um, disposable straws suck. And they're really just like a bad, this is terrible for the environment for no reason. And there's a there's been a boom in the reusable straw industry. So like a good straw is really nice. Uh, so I'm big on that. Two, I, I also, I'm pretty serious about uh, a bookmark. Like a good, well-made bookmark that's going to last a long time. It's very, it's a joyous thing, but it's also really important because I am f- fervently anti-dog oh, earring. Yeah. Oh and I, I'm, I'm Are very you both anti-dog ear. I would never dog ear a book. <laughs> yeah, I, I oh, did. I did as here. a, I did as a young fella. But I don't dog ear anymore. I've and I used to think that bookmarks were stupid, but that's mostly because I was rereading the same three book series over and over again. I could have told you what page I was on, like the back of my hand. You say like, "What's happening?" I'd be like, "Oh, Alex Ryder is swimming out of that cave with the shark in it again." So I didn't need a bookmark. <laughs> I do now. So I love a good bookmark. I just got a good one for my birthday. That's probably why I'm thinking about it. Uh, but another bit of book technology that I'm very serious about is a book light. Yeah. So uh, unless you're a tablet or Kindle or whatever reader, which I am not, you need a good light to help you read, particularly if you're, you know, you share a bed with somebody or you like to get up very early in the mornings, whatever it is. <laughs> And you don't want to disturb other people. Having a good book light is huge. Now, I taught myself as a young man to read in exceptionally low light <laughs> because I used <laughs> because I used to read in the car ride home from like my sisters would have a basketball tournament, and I would read by the light of like passing uh, streetlights. <laughs> They're great. I trained them. My eyes are quite good. Uh, <laughs> But these days, I tend to like the book light. So I, I would be, I'm pretty serious about the book light and the travel mug or thermos are, are the two that I'd really stump for. Uh, I'm serious about the thermos as well. I think a book light, because I believe you're so in the minority, and that I think most people when they read, they just read on their phones or maybe they have a Kindle. I just like I, I, I don't know if I know anyone besides you that owns a book light. Uh, I, wow. Fools. I just don't know. I can't think of anyone that said, I can't remember the last time I talked to someone about having a book light. I love that you have one, by the way. <laughs> I love it as well. I normally just use the light. Ah. In house. <laughs> Big man has a house. Ah. It's good. Ah. Yeah. I turn the lights <laughs> on. I pay for the electricity. <laughs> Tough guy. I'll leave that one up to Quinn. I think I'll let uh. Quinn be the tiebreaker. So. I, I'm definitely in on thermos. I think that's an oversight on my part because I love, um, both my thermos for water and for coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely in on that. I think book light I'm probably out on because I've been, I tend to do a little bit more, uh, uh, Kindle reading. All right. Let's call it a strong yeah. honorable mention. Number 11. We'll call it 11. Okay. Perfect. I can work with that. So I say we just slot in, uh. We just slot in the uh, thermos because I think this list is it's an outstanding. List. The only thing, so oh, so 
So are, are we are we thinking? Oh yeah, slotting it in. Are we looking to just like pick something up and put the thermos in? I there? kind of like. Tell me, tell me what you guys think of this. I actually am weirdly thinking that we might want to pull the garbage disposal just because of the the frequency with which one finds one already in one's abode. Not because of of you know like because. Oh. There's a good chance that you might have a garbage disposal without even having to think about it. Whereas, like, most of these require an active kind of decision on your part to upgrade. That's a good point. I didn't think of that because for the first 23 years of my life, I was garbage disposal-less. Right. I don't know. The the reason I'm kind of jumping through this hoop, I believe, is because... I just really like everything on this list, and I'm trying to find a, a technicality. And also because, and I kind of like a thermos. I actually might even put a thermos a little higher than six. I don't know if it would be a one for one. Yeah, probably. Well, you know what we could do? We could combo the humidifier and the noisemaker as sleep aids. Oh, you're really getting into the top ten. I'm in. Sphere. I'm in. I'm yeah, in on right. that. I mean, that is. I'm so in on that. My top ten vet here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So let's combo those. Um, and we can slot those probably at seven. Yeah. And then I don't know if a therm if five is high enough for a thermos. I was but... thinking four. I think we put it okay. right after the squatty potty. I agree. I Kyle? think that's exactly the right thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was painless. I just want to just make one quick note, which is that I believe, and please correct me if I'm wrong here. I think Thermos is technically it's, it's like Kleenex. It's it's a brand. It's a brand name that has kind of become synonymous with the thing mm-hmm. itself. We're not endorsing Thermos. We like anybody who makes whatever whatever the generic term for this think? is. Wouldn't that uh, be an incredible top I don't know ten what list? Let's start thinking. That would be, that would be uh, fun. Stay tuned. That would be a good one. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, I think that what we've done then with your help, Quinn, or what you've done with our help, I guess, is created a, a definitive top 10 list of some must-have items, some must-have household and travel items, it seems. It it does seem that way. It also seems like a list of things that make you... Like weak. Ukraine. Um, yes. But it's really, yeah, but really pleasurable in the meantime, so... Um, and this list was crafted in a very reasonable amount of time, particularly once we edit out a few portions that will certainly not be making Definitely the show. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay, well, should we uh, should we give it why a don't wrap you, then? Why don't you list yeah. the list? R- rattle off this list? Okay. All right. The top 10 tools or gadgets you never knew you needed. Number 10, the Bluetooth speaker. Nine, heated or cooled oh. seats. Eight, an impact driver. Seven, a humidifier and noisemaker mm-hmm. for sleeping. Six, a garbage disposal. Five, a backup camera. Four, uh, a thermos or whatever <laughs> the brand name is. Contigo Yeti. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number three, the squatty potty. Number one in my heart. Uh, number two, polarized sunglasses. And number one, the meat thermometer. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful work. This is a very it's worth list. reiterating <laughs> how perfect this list is for Quinn. 
Yes. It, uh, you guys sometimes want to do like the best objective list, and uh, I did not do that. <laughs> I, I did the t- best 10 t- items. Yeah, I'm for quite myself. happy with that. But, but I think luckily these are transferable. Like this wasn't just beard grooming tools. Like this was transferable to our audience, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, thanks for being our guinea pig, Quinn. I'm very happy that we've we've yeah. uh, crossed this proverbial Rubicon into the future of our podcasting. So thank you for helping us with that. And hopefully you listeners are not just listening to Kyle and me talking to dead air because we were not able to properly. We still post Kyle. it with just and our audio. <laughs> it's just the two of us like, oh, that's so funny, Quinn. You're the best. Oh, I love that item, Quinn. Yeah. Oh great! What a terrific yeah. item. That's like when that's like when Daryl gets really lazy on the office and is just like, "Man, I cannot believe yeah. that person has gotten him or herself into that yeah. crazy situation." <laughs> <laughs> well, before we let you go, I would just like to reiterate: don't forget that the incomparable Kevin McLeod put together our delightful theme and not top three music. And if you enjoyed our artwork. Mm-hmm. That was put together by Erin Sant. You can see more of her stuff at Sant Design on Instagram. And if you're thinking about the old social medias, you can appreciate the wonderful work of our social media guru and coordinator, Caroline Labranti. Check her out somewhere. Just Google it. Uh, And if you want to take a look at her wonderful work on this podcast, check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, wherever. Top 10 KM. Send us an email, top10km at gmail.com. Tell us, you know, what we're doing wrong. Maybe we're doing right. Probably No matter where you are, email us and tell us you want to be on the podcast. Yes. Yep. Even if you're in like Laos, if you're in Mogadishu, you're in Austin, Texas, you're in Juneau, Alaska, or any number of other places that I cannot think of. Give us a call. We will reverse the charges so you have to pay for the long distance. I'm not even sure long distance exists anymore, but if it does, you're paying. But at any rate, we'd love to have you. So shoot us an email. Uh, and I assume you're already listening to the podcast, but if you want to check it out on a different app, we are on the Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeam, wherever the hell you can get a podcast. Wonderful boys. Quinn, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure on my end as well. And uh, before signing off, just want to wish Mike a happy birthday. Thank you, sir. You're Thank welcome. Thank you. I'm glad I was able to give you pleasure on your end. Oh, you did. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> All right. See Peace. Ya.